What's up, everybody? Welcome back. This is Cody Michael. I am joined, as always, by Seth Ott. Pizza time! Wow, Mr. Pizza. <laughs> uh, hey, Seth, what's on your mind? A pizza. Yeah. Uh, Bop it a boopy. Bapa de Boopy. We got a Bop Boop in our other host here. Jared Buckendall joins us as well. It's me, Cheesy Steve, and I rock <laughs> the <laughs> Parmesan. Wow, nicely done. Uh, underrated SNL sketch, I will say. That one holds mm-hmm. up well. Um, hey, guys, we, we didn't get to chat much before we fired up here. Did you guys have a good Wednesday? Mine was jam-packed. I've been running all day. Yeah, I feel like mine, uh, I wouldn't say jam-packed, but very busy. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I was uh, I was playing some uh, Deathloop right before this, and I was like, if what if I just didn't go to the podcast? Do you think they'd notice? <laughs> we, well, we wouldn't have a show definitely because would. we wouldn't be able to get on. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, it would be a, a very boring show uh, without you, Jared. But uh, luckily, we've got you here. We pulled you away from Deathloop. But only for an hour. I uh, want to shout out I100. Hey, for joining us in the chat. We've got a small crew out there in the comments. Um, drop us a note here so we can shout you out uh, if you're over there. Uh, this, of course, is, well, we, of course, are socially constipated. This is the Entertainment Outhouse. It's our weekly uh, TV, movie, general entertainment, uh, news, and review show. Uh, once a month, we do it live. And that's why we are here tonight. Uh, so we appreciate y'all joining us. Shout out, uh, who do we got? Uh, John and Abby have joined the chat. Welcome to you all. Um, we are, it was, a. there's, there's been a lot coming out in the last week or so. A lot of, uh, news, uh, a lot of new releases and things out there in the sphere. So lots of stuff for us to talk about. Shout out my little brother, Kyle, uh, calling in at 4am. I want to say, uh, from Jeez. Kuwait where he's at right now. So uh, that, that's, that's real commitment. SoCo fans. Um, so, uh, give Kyle a shout out, uh, if you're out there, lots to talk about today. Um, very excited to get into this episode before we get too much farther. Uh, let's knock out the announcement piece. Uh, first of all, want to let folks know, head out there uh, above Jared's head to socially constipated pod.com. <laughs> that's where you can, uh, check out all of our, Ending. Uh, all of our episodes, the descriptions are out there. We've got uh, comments out there as well. If you want to join the conversation, uh, all of our social media profiles are there as well. And uh, it's really your one-stop shop for everything going on with the crew here. So in order to stay up to date, uh, bookmark that website. You can also join our mailing list. Uh, mailing list, if, if you are on our mailing list and you are in the chat tonight, go check your email. You have one. Um, and Uh-oh. I will leave it at that. There's some nudes. Uh, Our there's, uh, exclusive OnlyFans link, exactly. ladies and fellas. If you're not on the mailing list already, now would be a great time. Head out there, sociallyconstipatedpod.com. Uh, there should be a banner at the top. You Check can on. click to join the mailing list. And uh, fun stuff. You'll be in on the joke next time, uh, I will say. So... Uh, if you really want to be a top-notch listener of Socially Constipated, uh, then you can click on the button on the website to become an anchor wanker. These are the folks wanker. that uh, like us so much that they're kicking us a, a few bucks a month to keep the show going and growing. So I want to give a big thank you uh, to those of you who are anchor wankers. 
Jared, do we have the uh, do we have the list here to pop yep, up just boom, for a brief there you sec? Go. Here's the crew. Yeah, we we got uh, a little bit of a graphic design budget uh, this month, so we made <laughs> made an edit to this one. Um, but to all of our anchor wankers up there on the screen, uh, we thank you. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of what we do, whether you like it or not, uh, we do because you allowed us to. So thank you for enabling us. And uh, again, if you want to become a wanker out there on the website, Wanka. you can click on become an anchor wanker. Um, quick scheduling note. Uh, we put a post out this week um, that said Gridiron Grunts, the football show, would be out today. Um, didn't get to post that today, hoping to get that up tomorrow. So um, make sure you guys check back if you're getting ready for week three um, before the Thursday night football game tomorrow. Football. Um, I don't, I think that's all the boring stuff. Dun, 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 dun. We're having a lot of fun doing that football show. So uh, make sure you get over there and join us uh, if you're following the league. All right. Well, as I said, we got a lot of stuff to get into, uh, but we always got to get, you know, get warmed up, get a little lubricated, uh, get ready for the show that's to come. And uh, the way we like to do that on this show is by playing some games. And so we are going to get into. Um, what is it we're playing tonight? Uh, this hide is the sausage. This is yeah. a fun one, and it, hide the sausage. Hide the sausages for in the after hours show, which was in the link for our mailing yep. list. In the after mail- hours Ooh. video show. Yeah, I'll give you a hint. Uh, the sausage is under Seth's hat, so there's your clue. Ooh. Yeah, you watch out for that. Let's see. Where was I headed here? Oh. Uh, we are going to play one of our favorite games and the one that easily has the most exciting sounder on the show. We are going to write a second draft. Let's do it. Try to contain your uh, your excitement for uh, that legendary sounder. <laughs> that was exhilarating. Seth, Seth is cranked up. Uh, Recorded he's a fan of pizza live, and typewriters. Yeah, very very tough to get that recording just right. Uh, on the on the typewriter, Seth, you look like a crazy person. I know we're going to hear a crazy plot synopsis in a second. Uh, what, what do you got for us? <laughs> for those who don't remember uh, what the second draft entails, this is a game where I've taken a plot synopsis for a movie, taken out in this case six words. We're going to replace them Mad Lib style uh, with some things like nouns and professions and things like that. We're, then I'll plug them right back in. And we will uh, read off the synopsis with the new words, and the guys will try and guess what movie this is from. What? You guys ready? Uh, I feel ready, but we may need some help from the chat. So, guys, uh, don't hesitate to participate out there if you think you know the answers to this one. All right. So, who would like to uh, be the first one to give a response? I will go first. I volunteer as Jared will go first. All right, perfect. Jared, from you? From from you, I need a profession. Um, snake Wrangler. Snake Wrangler. Yep. All right. That was my nickname and... in high school. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cody, I need an organization of some kind. Um, like a so, like uh, an example would be like YMCA or like a football team or like something like that. Okay. Um, I am going to say the WNBA Players Association. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) 
Hope you're ready for that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jared, simple one here. I need a noun, person, place, or thing. Um, dog. <laughs> um, can I switch that to the more technical term? It just makes more sense. Canine? How's that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What if I just said no, and I was like, no, <laughs> please, you're going to have to leave it dog. Actually, go to the uh, do doggos. <laughs> All right, Cody? I thought... Yes. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was... I was just going to say, if, if you were really going to be, you know, a, a stickler for the terminology and not let force him to use canine instead of dog, that I just thought that'd be a little, you know, rough. Oh, um, no. Uh, All right. You can I see me, jokes. Bend, Oregon, you can see me Friday night at Capitol. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> going to be a great show. Set. dates to follow. Also in the email. Tickets available online. <laughs> sociallyconstipatedpod.com alright uh, I need a number from you yeah. I mean what? it's a stupid 69. ass question 69 <laughs> come on we're not reinventing the wheel here uh, Jared I need a type of vehicle so it could be boat, car, plane just anything, could be specific, could be general let's go with a Prius a Prius yeah I'm going to put Toyota in front. Thank you. And then, Cody, last thing. I need a noun. Person, place, or thing. Person, place, or thing. I am going to say... Okay. Can I go international? I want to say biblioteca. <laughs> sure. Ooh, and some spice into this one. Is it biblioteca or low biblioteca? Uh, I don't know the context of the sentence, so either one. Uh, la is the, so if you need the okay. library, say La Biblioteca, otherwise just Biblioteca is fine. Okay. Oh, wow. Autocorrect works well. All right. I'm going nice. to plug <laughs> these in real quick. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, While do, Seth do is, some uh, vamping for me for a second. We normally have the, the power I... of editing for this. Yeah. Uh, shout out Tyler uh, TB joining us, uh, aka Farts. Uh, or is he Farts or Dick and Balls? I don't know which which is which. Um, TB, shout out to you. Thanks for being here. Uh, <laughs> I like what John's saying. Wanking for a cause. If we ever have a charity event, that yep. is going to be what it's called. So <laughs> appreciate you, John, for uh, for that one. Uh, yeah, Abby, if I'm I am amazed you're in here. If it's not on my calendar, I am unaware that shit is going on. So. Uh, Shouts out to you for keeping up with the show and uh, finding us here live tonight. I 100, I got to tell you, we uh, we share a a common strife right now. The, the PS5 has been impossible to get a hold of. I have still not done it, but both of these guys have. And so all I hear about is how amazing fucking Deathloop is. And, um, you know, I got to go back and play you know, Fall looping. Guys, I guess. The death is looping. Yeah. I don't even know what that All means. Alright, <laughs> we have officially and successfully run our words through this new uh, plot synopsis. I'm going to go ahead and read it off, and you guys are going to try and guess the movie. Alright. All right. Okay, so a snake wrangler works with the WNBA Players Association to communicate with canine life forms after 69 mysterious Toyota Priuses appear around the biblioteca. Oh, dude, I know this one. 
I know this one too. Yeah, buddy. This was a good one. <laughs> we uh, nailed I, it. We nailed it. Well, uh, well, let's vamp for a minute. Uh, the first person who can uh, correctly get this right in the comments, I'm going to give you a prize. Uh, I feel passionate about this answer, and I, I really hope someone out there knows it, and you will be rewarded, uh, kindly rewarded, if you do know it. So uh, drop that in the comments if you know the movie. Uh, I Seth, Let's hear it one, one more, more time. Yeah. Let's hear it again, yeah. All right. All right. A snake wrangler works with the WNBA Players Association to communicate with canine life forms after 69 Toyota Priuses appear around the biblioteca. <laughs> I don't even... You could do... You could shoot it this way and still have it make some amount of sense. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it would be... It would be certainly less impactful in, at points, but I, I think you could... If you could recut the trailer for this one with these uh, alternate words in it, I, I think it'd be worth doing. I don't know. Especially the Priuses. That would be... Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that that would work. The very last word, uh, that that one, would be a little difficult. We'd have to shoot it on miniatures. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I-100 guesses Antlers. Uh, not quite on Antlers. This is an older movie. Um, we're going we're gonna to time you guys out. I, I'm, I'm only a little bit disappointed um, in the comment section tonight, but um, uh, we'll, we'll chalk it up to maybe there's a delay in the comments and you've all written it and we just haven't seen the comment yet. Uh, we'll assume that's the case. Uh, the movie here, Seth, is, for my money, the best movie ever made, uh, Arrival with Amy Adams. <laughs> you are correct, sir. We are correct, sir. Ding, ding, ding. Nicely done. Uh, Kyle guessed Men in Black. Decent guess. Yeah, I could see how you would arrive um, at Men in Black, but no, we've got... <laughs> arrive. <laughs> That's Zing. how you get there. We... We we've talked a lot about Arrival, um, so I, I I'm certain Seth smirked when he picked this one. Um, why don't we hear the original synopsis, Seth? Yeah, the original synopsis is a linguist, not a snake wrangler, works Dang. with the military to communicate with alien life forms after twelve mysterious uh, spacecrafts appear around the world. Um, I'm curious, have we, okay, we've played this game a handful of times, have we ever gotten one word correct? Like, or are we just always so no. far outside the box that we're not even getting yeah. close? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's always so far out. It'll happen. It'll happen. So, I, I don't think that's our fault. I don't think we're weird. I think uh, filmmakers are boring. I think that's the problem. Mm -hmm. Our movies sound pretty exciting. Still saying, um, if they would have gotten a snake wrangler in, much different movie. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, if uh, maybe Jeremy Renner would become uh, mm. the snake wrangler at mm. some point in the movie. Um, shout out Anna, she's an anchor wanker, uh, joined in the chat here. Shouting out uh, the, the nice look for Seth. Uh, not enough attention in the chat for Seth's uh, outfit tonight. You look fantastic, mm. buddy. He has Thank a hint of uh, the Swedish chef going on. Oh my god, he totally does. <laughs> I didn't place it, but now Morgan, you know, Morgan, mustache. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh yeah, I one hundred likes arrival, as everyone should. Arrival's old enough. Let's go ahead and give it the the retro recommend for this week. 
If you haven't seen Arrival, uh, let me know. I'll help you watch it. Uh, mm -hmm. I own it. Uh, maybe I'll send it to you. Uh, do a little, uh, like a book club but with Arrival. We'll send it around. That's not how book clubs work, is it? Anyway, neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, Seth, nicely done. Thanks for setting us up this week. Uh, but we nailed it right away. Arrival was the subject of this week's second draft. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd spice that one up just a touch. <laughs> we got to get uh, we got to get Kyle's Kyle's comment. This might be yeah. the comment of the week here. This is a good <laughs> one. <laughs> oh my god! Seth looks like he is selling beefaroni from the trunk of his car. Uh, I've never heard a more accurate statement. That's amazing. That's true. Got it's <laughs> oh man. It's a bunch of cans that are dented though. So I got I got I got a pretty sweet deal on them, and then. Uh, you know, I go turn around, go up to the middle school, uh, trade a couple uh, Pokemon cards for a couple dented cans of beefaroni, and it's a good day. Man, you're some might <laughs> say you're living the dream, my friend. <laughs> you're my hero. You're my hero. Uh, let's take a look. A lot of news, as we said, a lot, lots of things to talk about in the entertainment world. So let's go ahead and jump into some of the headlines in our bathroom reading. Sitting on toilet. Sitting on a toilet. All right. We are going to talk in just a second about the Emmys, which were on Sunday night. But first, I-100 hitting us with top-notch journalism. Uh, Seth, very important question here. What kind of pizza uh, are you making if you're a pizza chef? I mean, solid deep dish, Chicago deep dish style. Throwing some green peppers, some mushrooms, some sausage, some onions. Oh, yeah. Give me that deep dish. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I do. I uh, love the deep dish, the Supreme style. Uh, I thought TB had a pretty good guess with meat lovers. Uh, I know no. that you are, Seth, a meat lover, but not what you'd choose to cook. No, Jared and I have had this conversation before. Uh, I think we've talked about it on the show where... Uh, ah, that's right. Pizza Hut meat lovers pizza used to make us give us uh, the the bubble guts and barf. <laughs> yep, yep. And actually, uh, I will say there was a stuffed crust uh, Pizza Hut pizza upstairs. Was not meat lovers, but loaded with a lot of pepperoni. And uh, they they might reel me back in, man. I might I might uh, dabble with it this weekend. Oh, it's worth yeah. a shot. Yeah, get that meat yeah. lovers. <laughs> Maybe your stomach ages uh, with you. And I don't think your stomach, I don't think anybody ages into their stomach being able to handle pizza, but you you might be a, a fringe case. So let us know if the iron stomach shows up. Um, <laughs> we should get a whole uh, uh, ASMR album of Seth, just reading a menu, like pick whatever Ooh. pizza joints menu and you set, you're just going to read uh, the ingredients on the different the different places. Uh, can you give us a, a quick example, Seth, of what that's going to sound like for when we put it out for a really expensive cost to download? Well, we already had the request for deep dish, but we could oh, also God. do <laughs> calzone, sausage, oh, pepperoni. But the thing is, the thing is, Seth, when, you, when you're recording this, you got to change your mic so then you can go around to different sides and then people have to put headphones oh, in. Yeah. So then you're whispering like pepperoni in the right ear and then calzone just whispering or crawling up their neck. Oof. I think we got something Ew. here. 
I, I've always wanted, I've always wanted pepperoni to crawl up my neck. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a guy. I'll call. I'll, I'll give you his number. Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow. That's salami, I... Jared, not pepperoni. Oh well, bippity boppity. <laughs> <laughs> bippity boppity, please don't stop it. Keep, keep climbing my neck with that salami. Uh, Seth, you keep keep whispering that. You're gonna have a lot of people out there saying, "Please show me your dick." I think it's gonna be effective. I think it's gonna be effective. Well, we said we'd talk about the Emmys, so uh, let's get off of Seth's privates and uh, talk about the the primetime Emmys. A lot of TV awards uh, given out. Uh, we're gonna talk about the winners in just a second. Uh, but Seth, you wanted to highlight uh, the an appearance from our favorite late night host uh, crashing the mm. show over the weekend. Yeah, I don't know if uh, people saw this pretty brief uh, clips, but it started off at the beginning beginning of the night. Um, uh, one of the presidents or executives of the Emmys uh, came out to like talk to everyone, and you know, I guess greet him, greet him or whatever. And Conan, who famously is not one, uh, I don't think he's won an Emmy at all, if I or at least for the show itself. Um, but uh, he he stands up. He's always snubbed, and he stands up and he's saluting him. And then he's like yelling at everyone to like stand up, stand up throughout this guy's speech. Um, and then like the whole time he's standing there saluting him and stuff. So just kind of playing fun at that. And then John Oliver won, I think, for writing. Um, and he uh, he first thanked Conan, you know, for, you know, his time in late night and being an inspiration and stuff. And then they, they went to Conan in the crowd and he was like kind of like fake clapping and then uh, someone else at his table had an Emmy. And so he took that Emmy for a moment. He was like, oh, can I have this? Thanks. And he was acting like he won it and everything. And then um, the the last thing, um, and I didn't find out till later, but he went up on stage with Stephen Colbert when they won. Uh, Stephen Colbert won, I think, for like the late night show. And Stephen Colbert had asked him to come up um, beforehand. So it wasn't like he wasn't actually crashing. Like they, they this was a bit they had both come up with. And... Uh, um, the whole time, like Stephen Colbert is kind of referencing it. He's just like, um, you know, uh, appreciate all the hard work from most of the people on stage. And most of the people on stage worked really hard and stuff. And Conan's like cheering super loud and clapping and everything. Um, so it was it was funny just like him playing off of that, like not ever really getting recognized and being done with the late night and all that stuff. And um, he everyone is saying like he should he should host the Emmys. That would be so cool for him to like come back around and mm-hmm. do that. And he would do a great job. But. Uh, yeah, he's hilarious. I love Conan so much. So it was cool to see him get to like at least kind of laugh about everything. Uh, I'm I, not a big. I'm not a big Emmys person, but who hosted? I don't. I don't know. Did, did Actually, I didn't watch the whole thing either. They might hmm. not have. I don't know. I don't know if they did uh, a host or not. I feel like we would have heard. Um, yeah, seems like kind of thing we should have probably known <laughs> if there was a host. I totally <laughs> agree with you. I think Conan should host everything. I, I think. I don't know a lot of people that dislike Conan. I, I've I have heard people say that that he's not their taste or whatever, but I don't know anybody that like flat out hates Conan. I don't think he does anything problematic, so they wouldn't have to fire him uh, right beforehand or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm excited to see what he puts out on HBO. It is criminal that he went 30 years in late night without winning an Emmy. I, I really mm-hmm. that's a shocking stat to me, um, but that to me means that the Emmys aren't worth dick if he's not winning them. So. Um, get your, get your shit together. Television Academy, I guess is, is my message to you, but there were a bunch of other winners. So let's, uh, let's 
shout them out. Uh, Mike V joins us in the chat. Hey, Mike. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I 100 just dropped in. Uh, Dave, Lil Dicky was in the opening. I did watch that clip. Really cool to see him. I think him having a uh, mainstream audience and being kind of, you know, at an event like this was was really cool to see because I feel like it's still kind mm -hmm. of fringe to be into Lil Dicky, but Dave is, is making him uh, show up in a big way. So loved seeing that. Um, okay, we're going to get into some winners here. And spoiler alert, uh, if anybody asks you who won blank Emmy this year, uh, just guess Ted Lasso. You'll, you'll, be, you'll be pretty <laughs> close. Uh, a lot of, of wins for them. Uh, we'll scroll down and, and uh, you guys stop me if you want to chat a little bit about any of these winners yeah. and react. Um, I watched a fair amount of the um, acceptance speeches for the shows I like anyway, so... Uh, this is one that we all watched and, and I know liked a lot, uh, for best limited series, the queen's gambit from Netflix yeah. really liked Anya yeah. Taylor joy in that one. Uh, I don't have the other nominees in front of me. Uh, but Seth, this is one you watched. Did you think it was the right pick? Um, yeah, I, I mean, there was also like mayor of East town in there, um, which mm -hmm. is another one I liked a lot. Um, but yeah, I liked queen Ga queen's gambit a lot. That was, that was a show that I came on to late and uh was hooked on as soon as i started it so um it's cool that they got recognized for that and then like um you know spoilers here coming up but uh best uh lead actress for a drama was kate winslet so she got her recognition for that um and i thought she was the best part of that show too so yeah um glad that that won i thought, thought it definitely the show as a whole deserves some recognition yeah seth you called a couple of shots here because um, you had talked about Kate Winslet and then also Gene Smart uh, for Hacks. You mm -hmm. were screaming yeah. this before you even mm -hmm. finished the series. Yeah. You must have been pretty stoked that she took it pretty home. Pretty pumped about that one. Um, and she was also nominated for Best Supporting uh, Actress for um, for Mayor of Easttown, and I was really kind of hoping that she would take that home uh, and have two, two Emmys in one night for two different uh, roles. But uh, no, I was super pumped about Hacks. Uh, that's a show that... I didn't think would end up winning um, in their category just because they were going up against Ted Lasso, but I loved that show. Um, and Jean Smart carried that show. She was great in it. So, um, yeah, happy about that one too. I'm late to this one, but I uh, got it in my HBO Max queue. Can't wait to watch the hacks. Uh, probably binge it maybe this weekend. Uh, the Crown swept the lead actor and actress. Uh, Olivia Colman won... And Josh O'Connor, I don't watch The Crown, so I don't have much of a reaction to it. But uh, they win a lot of awards. I will say that. Um, let's see. Let's see the lead actors for comedy. Where'd they go? Uh, we mentioned Gene Smart a second ago for Hacks. Uh, Jason Sudeikis for mm -hmm. Ted Lasso. I want to say this is his second win for this. Um, and he beat out Anthony Anderson, Michael Douglas. Uh, William H. Macy and Keenan Thompson. Uh, the, I, I would have bet my life savings on Jason Sudeikis to win this one. Everybody loves him mm -hmm. as Ted Lasso. So, uh, Jared, have you seen season one or started season two yet of Ted Lasso? This is one I see you shaking your head. You got to check out. I think you're going to really like it when you watch. I know, I know, I know. And I have, uh, you know, I've, I have Apple uh, TV Plus right now uh, with my PlayStation 5. So I feel like I need to chisel out. Um, <laughs> I need to watch some hacks. I need to watch Ted Lasso. I need to watch Queen's Gambit. Basically, everything you're going to talk about right now, I just need to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm the same way. That's it's lucky we got Seth uh, because mm-hmm. uh, I have not seen a lot of this either. Uh, Ted Lasso wins as well for outstanding comedy series. Uh, again, not a huge surprise, yeah. but Seth, I, I did that see was... Pen Fifteen nominated. I know mm. that's a show that that you were a fan of. Um, probably not surprised they didn't get the win uh, over Ted Lasso, but uh, still pretty nice to see. Yeah, um, and with Ted Lasso, that was cool because Bill Lawrence, uh, who is the co-creator with Jason Sudeikis, who did Scrubs and all that stuff, he never really like got recognition for Scrubs either. Um, and so it was cool to see him finally get one like that. Um, he, he was the guy who talked uh, when they accepted the award and everything. Um, so it was cool just to see him get that recognition. Zach Braff was actually up there with him because Zach, Zach Braff, Braff directed uh, the second episode of the series of Ted Lasso. Oh, nice. And so, he, and he actually won, he won, I think, or he was at least nominated uh, for best directing of an episode. I don't think he won, but he was nominated for that episode. So, uh, that was cool to see. Um, just in general, like they were all, you could tell how much they all loved being on that show and loved being on that show. Um, and so it was cool to see them all together celebrating and all that stuff. I, that's that show just in general, they, they've created such a cool thing. And it seems like Bill Lawrence always does a good job of that on his shows. Cause like, he's still best friends with, uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison. So mm-hmm. just cool. He seems like a cool dude and a great showrunner. Yeah. I mean, do the shows well and have everyone like each other after all that time together. It's not not an easy feat. Um, one of my favorite versions, they, they all kind of gathered around Brett Goldstein, uh, who won for yeah. supporting actor. He plays uh, Roy, uh, Roy, Roy Kent, Kent um, mm-hmm. on the show. And people love him. I see a lot of love for him in season two. I haven't caught the second season yet, but excited to do so. Um, a lot of people loved him and it's just really cool. The whole cast and crew kind of surrounding him and, and celebrating him. So that was a fun one to watch. Ted Lasso was half of the nominees, uh, for, were, for supporting actor were, were from that show. So, uh, they had the odds mm-hmm. in their favor. Uh, got to give a shout out to Marley in the chat. Appreciate the super chat there. Um, yeah, it, the, uh, the, I, I will say I have the opposite opinion on you as you on this one, Marley. Uh, I, I watched a few episodes of mythic quest and it did not grab me. Um, but Ted Lasso, as you get deeper into season one, yeah, Abby's a fan of, of Roy Kent uh, and says he gets a lot of time in season two. So uh, I'd encourage you to, to, to keep keep up with Ted Lasso. Uh, a lot of fun to be had there. But um, yeah, Mythic Quest, definitely. If you haven't heard of this one, it's a it's around a video game studio, kind of a workplace comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's got its charms, but didn't stick with me. Uh, who's next here? Yeah. Hannah Waddingham, with, that's another uh, supporting actress in a comedy series as well. It's another Ted Lasso. Yeah. And with Brett Gold, Goldstein, if you have a chance, go check out his his speech. Um, they, I think they <laughs> – I didn't see it live, but I saw there was a, there was a video on Twitter that it, there was uncensored because he swore a couple times. And he was mm. just so happy to win it. Um, he, he seemed like he was just so grateful and um, happy to be a part of it and got a little emotional and stuff. So – if you're going to check out some of the speeches for the show, that's that's one that I recommend for sure. Yeah, I did see that one. It's pretty funny. Uh, I always like when people are genuinely, uh, when they give their speeches, genuinely like appreciative mm-hmm. and in some cases like overwhelmed at what's happening. And he, he's one of those cases. You can tell he actually appreciates it. Um, and uh, not all these guys. Kyle, you're not getting my Apple TV password because I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see here. We've got some directing stuff. Um, hacks crown. It's a lot of the same stuff. 
there the I may destroy you um Michaela Cole uh, that was a that was another speech that I'd encourage people to go watch uh I may destroy you was on HBO Max and uh I don't know much about the show but I do know or at least I someone please correct me if I'm wrong on this but um I do know that in the um uh it was really big in the LGBT community um and had a lot of support uh, from the show and apparently it was very good. I have not seen it, but the the speech that was given was really nice talking about representation and what that means um, in, in TV and film. So uh, that that's one I would recommend that people go check out. Um, you mentioned John Oliver already, and those are kind of the, the major highlights. Uh, do you guys feel like there's anything I'm missing that you wanted to shout out before we go on from the Emmys? What about WandaVision? <laughs> They didn't win anything that I, I have seen. Yeah, no, uh, they did not. Which, they did not. I mean, do you... I, I, I know, Seth, Seth, you're always saying that the MCU is, is Saturday morning cartoons. So I, I think I know your opinion on this. But I'll ask, I'll ask you, Jared. Uh, is it... Do you agree with some of the the you know the Twitter contingency that, that thinks WandaVision should have won? There, there, it seems like once or twice a year there's you know, oh, this MCU movie should be getting awards. And, you know, we saw Black Panther nominated a few years ago. Do you think the MCU should be in that category? Is it gatekeeping to keep them out of that category? Or is it maybe um, uh, unreasonable for the fans to suggest that they should be considered for these major awards? I don't think that, I mean, sure, they can be there. But I think that, and, and again, I am speaking just off of what you guys have said via these TV shows and what I've seen on Twitter and whatnot. But, you know, there was some heavy hitters this year and whatnot. Um, sure, WandaVision was like this, you know, cultural type thing when we when everyone needed it. But when you go back and kind of look at it, it's it, the people that claim that it needs to win need to watch more TV is what I'm going to say. Um, and I'm not saying it should have won. I don't know. I don't watch TV that much. So I just I just had to point at it because, yeah, that was pretty much my whole timeline of people complaining that it wasn't winning anything. And I'm like, yeah, but I've heard this show was like literally a 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> I think you nailed it. Uh, if, if, the, if those are your picks, uh, watch more stuff. And mm -hmm. if you need more stuff to watch, ask Seth. Because clearly he's got the the same taste as the academies because he always does so well uh, at picking the winners here. Uh, yeah, when are you going to be on the voting board? Yeah, how long? Mm, yeah, I applied. They said maybe in twenty thirty two, but we'll see. That's but so they, soon. They did, they did send him a consolation pizza hat though. Uh, to, <laughs> true. To make up for it, so I think you're coming out a winner this, here. Um, this is the academy symbol actually up here. Oh wow! There you go. That's great. Wow. I guess you could say the TV Academy reigns supreme. Oh, no. Again, Friday night, Bend, Oregon, uh, Capital. I, I will be there. Uh, tickets available online. Go check it out. <laughs> uh, Mr. I-100 did correct me on I May Destroy You. Uh, so it's it's based on the actress's real life uh, when she was the victim of a sexual assault. Um, and so, yeah, pretty, pretty heavy source material there. Um, but that did get a ton of support and a lot of love for that win. So. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle doesn't give a fuck about uh, WandaVision. CBS's mom, uh, Kyle feels like, was a snub. I think that's Anna Ferris and <laughs> Allison Janney. I don't even know if that's oh, still yeah. on. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Kyle, mm-hmm. tune in tonight for that and two broke girls, uh, and you'll be living in 2017. And two and a half men, new episode. Two and a half men. <laughs> oh man. Um, let's see here. Okay, let's wrap our Emmys discussion up there. Uh, let us know in the chat any snubs that you wanted to call out. Um, but uh, that's the Emmys wrapped up. I, I do want to consult another list here because I got something dropped into my uh, uh, Google feed this week, and I thought it was relevant to this show. As as listeners will know, uh, I think collectively, this is fair to say, uh, our favorite genre for the three of us on this show is the coming-of-age genre. Uh, a lot of nostalgic, uh, emotional connection to some of those stories. Um, and I got a pop-up, and it was the top 50 coming-of-age movies ever made. Hmm. Uh, I'm not going to run this whole list down, but I've, I'm looking at the page. You guys can't see this, but I've got the top 10 on this page. Some of this top 10 are movies that I know you guys are aware of. Does, do either of you want to take a stab at some of our top 10, according to Film School Rejects, top 10 best coming-of-age movies? I'm going to say Book Smart is in the top 10. I'm going to say that's probably in there. Um, is I it? I will say Book Smart, I would put it in my top 10, not in it's this not top in 10. I'm not sure what yeah. it is Maybe on the list. Maybe it's too recent, too recent for them. Yeah, there's a there are a lot of uh, classics. Uh, Kyle suggests Superbad, okay. which again I would put near the top of mine. Also, not in the there. top uh, ten. Okay, uh, I guarantee. Uh, Ferris Bueller's. Okay, yep, that's Ferris, a good one. Ferris Bueller is on the list here. That comes in at number seven. That's I would say uh, Breakfast Club. The Breakfast yeah, Club like is number three on the list. Can you give? Can Ooh. you beat me, Seth? Get one or two. Uh, Let's make a game out of this. Let's see here. <laughs> Um, I can tell you, I don't think you will get two or one because I don't think we've seen those two. Oh, okay. Movies. Yeah, but, but I'm there still, is I, a. Uh, how about Fast ahead. Times at Ridgemont High? Is that on there? Ooh. Uh, I'm sure it's on the list. Not top ten. Okay. Um, how give you about... two more guesses, and I'll reveal the top ten. Okay. Uh, a couple. I'll give you the hint. I will give you Seth. Um, is I there are two movies that I know you really enjoyed from the last five years uh, that are both in the top ten. Um, Back to the Future and Sixteen Candles, not top ten. Uh, nice Ooh, guesses though. Good guesses. I one hundred and TB. Yeah, Sixteen Candles is what I was thinking of. Um, from the last, you said from the last five years. Yep. Uh, fuck. Is uh, do you mind if I jump in? Is Hearts Beat Loud one of them? It is not. It is not. Damn it! It's another one I would put in my top ten, but yeah, not on, not for the film school rejects. Apparently, give me, uh, give me some actors. Oh, I, I know one. Is it Lady Bird? Lady Bird oh. is one of them. Oh, yeah. That one came in at number nine. Um, Who's, I'm going to start uh, running down the top ten, and I'll pause when I get to some that I think you'll know. Uh, number ten is called An Education. Um, I'm not familiar with this one, okay. but it's Carrie Mulligan who stars is from 09. Uh, Lady Bird I've was number that, nine. I've never seen it. Uh, number eight was Moonlight. Um, that's one mm. that has been on my, I have to watch this list for yeah, years I now. I still do uh, too. Did not make it. Ferris Bueller was number seven. Stand By Me, uh, the Stephen King adaptation. Great coming of age movie. Uh, fun, a lot of fun quotes and things from that one. That's number six. Uh, this one was a surprise, but I get it. Carrie 
Also oh, Stephen yeah. King horror. Oh. That's number five. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. You could you could pick apart whether that's a coming of age I, movie. I'm, I don't know, I'm assuming it's the original, not the remake. Correct. Yeah. Or do yes. they just okay? Yeah. No. This is um, this is Sissy Spacek, not uh, Hit Girl. Cool. whose Name is Chloe Grace Moretz. Thank uh, you. Yes. Nick Cage. Uh, also not Nick Cage. Nick Cage shockingly not present in this top 10. Damn. Cody, can you do that line okay. quick? <laughs> oh God, beige. No, not the no, beige. No, not that no, no, one. no, the other one. The other from, one. From, from, uh, uh, kick ass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now switch to kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people don't think I got a Nick Cage impression, but, uh, that one is fucking great. I will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome okay we've arrived at number four this is one uh this is this is the other one seth that i think you're aware of i have a couple of hints that i think will give it away immediately um but do you have a stab you'd like to take at what number four might be give give me an actor in it um i don't know that i can um what year Ooh. uh 19 2019 yeah uh jared do you know i mean i want to guess but is it eighth grade it is eighth grade okay uh, was that 2018 uh, i'm not sure it could know, be 18 yeah. uh shout out kyle though he got this in the chat i had to play it cool i don't want to give you the point but uh mm. kyle did get it first so uh, give it very to him. nicely done with that one but yeah number four uh, on the list. I was surprised to see that so high. Yeah. Uh, three was The Breakfast Club. Two, uh, The 400 Blows. I, I don't know this nice. one, but it sounds like sounds like Seth's Weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really uh, definitely a coming of age movie. Oh, there he goes. Uh-oh. I am the queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, it's a foreign one. Number one, uh, this is one that constantly is near the top of my have, why haven't I watched this yet list. City of God, uh, set in Brazil. Mm. That one's a foreign language. Everyone who I've seen, seen, who I know that has seen this, loves it. Mike Hass, a uh, friend of the show, mm. has been mm-hmm. recommending that to me for a long time now. Um, so those are the top 10 coming-of-age movies. Uh, we'll link the list, the list, full list, if you want the entire 50. The I can tell you pretty much everything you guys named is in the top 50 somewhere. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought that was a fun one that I wanted to share. Um, let's, let's switch from looking back to looking forward though. Uh, we were talking earlier this week, uh, big week as we flip the calendars uh, next week into October, it is spooky season folks. Spooky. Yeah. Movie news is, is in the festive mood. Uh, Jared, we got a couple of announcements for some upcoming spooky films that I think folks uh, are going to be excited for. Yeah, I'm not too aware of this first one, but what they're making a, a, a paranormal activity is it like a rebookal, like a sequel reboot almost? They're uh, they're yeah, saying, yeah, it's paranormal activity uh, next of kin is what it's called. Mm-hmm. I, there's not any plot details out. This was just announced, um, but, but it's coming out it, soon though, isn't it? Like in in February March, right? Yeah. No, it's coming out in October, at the end of October. Oh, um, oh shit, it's coming that soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. on Paramount Plus. So it was supposed to be a, in the theaters mar- in March, but then they decided to move it up uh, and put it on Paramount for the 
October season. But yeah, it's it's still it's my understanding is it's still within the same universe, just with different people. So it's mm-hmm. technically a seventh entry because they had like that marked ones, which ended up being a you know connected, but um, wasn't billed as like a direct sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think this is probably going to be similar. Have yeah. you guys watched all of these? I haven't seen a single one. I've seen yeah. them all. Yeah. Yeah. The the last I think the ghost dimension is the last one and the big selling point on that is you're going to see the the thing you haven't been able to see this whole time you'll get to see it. And yeah. uh that was a little bit of a uh, okay, I guess you could say that, but I did not like the last one. I, I will say yeah. that much. Um but yeah. the marked ones, the spinoff, surprisingly, I really enjoyed that one. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. So if they go that route and find an interesting way, like they did in marked ones, to connect it uh, to the main series with plot twist, um, it could be a rewarding watch. They must have confidence in it. They moved it up uh, and and put it on Paramount. So we'll see that one in just a few short weeks now. Uh, mm-hmm. The the other one, Jared, for for folks of the anthology horror, uh, you and I were were very stoked to see that we got another entry in this series. Yeah, yeah, kind of similar to the uh, uh, Paranormal Activity, but there's this uh, franchise that, again, is like kind of an anthology uh, film series, uh, VHS. And there's the first one, the second one. I think I've seen both of those, Cody. I don't know about you. But then there was the third one, which was Viral. I haven't seen that one. But now they're doing another one, a fourth one. But it's really cool because it's VHS 94. So it's going to be like that 90s aesthetic, kind of that grainy film, the the static and whatnot. I don't know when and where this is dropping. Um, but that franchise, I am not a fan of, you know, horror. I've mentioned it many times and spooky stuff, uh, paranormal. But I really like the kind of unique ideas that these people bring into essentially these kind of short films almost and then piece it together with a cohesive narrative through. So I'm looking forward to it um, just to kind of get that 90s aesthetic but also that creepiness of the hopefully the first two uh, VHS films. Yeah, I love these. If you're a horror fan and you haven't seen VHS, uh, any in that series, high recommend. They... They do horror very effectively. They mm-hmm. they do unsettling. They do gore. They do just outright fucking shock. Gore. Um, really good stuff in there. And if you hate one of the stories, just wait ten minutes and another yeah. one pops up. So it's pretty. See, fun. and that's the, yeah, that's the cool thing is that like you know it's kind of a grab bag where you're not too invested in I guess one full story if you're not liking it. Did uh, so going back to 1994. I won't make you de-age, uh, but if you were living. In the year 1994, uh, any anything come to mind that you would base a horror story around? Any you guys got any scary memories from the mid uh, 90s? Mm. Um, like personal ones. I mean, I remember uh, seeing Leprechaun for the first time. That scared the crap out of me. <laughs> um, Obviously, you were haunted by Ch- Chucky. Yep, Chucky scared the crap out of me as well. Uh, Gremlins did, Critters, did. basically anything like little creature like I think would be something that would mm-hmm. be like scary for me. Those were popular at the time. Um, Seth, okay. maybe a horror horror movie around the origins of the Undertaker. Maybe maybe that would be. I don't know if ninety four is close on the dates, but maybe you can correct me there. But. You know, I do remember being afraid when I was a kid of Ivan Ooze uh, from the Power Rangers movie. And so mm. I think maybe that would be it, like a, an actual, like they, they really do a gritty version of Ivan Ooze, like he's actually out there murdering fools. I'd watch it. Scared the hell out of me. 
Leprechaun scared me as well. That one had Jennifer Aniston in it. It was mm-hmm. scared the hell out of me. I got uh, every every time that she would pop up on screen, I'd get so scared, I'd get really stiff, and uh, just made it a really uncomfortable. Your, you watch basically for me. get stiff and wet your pants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was mm-hmm. I was rocking some. Um, uh, what do we call it? Uh, 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 pearl hammock. Is that the is that the word? Oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's nasty. I've never Seth even heard that. I heard it recently, and I threw up when someone said yeah, it. Yeah, so ugh. Um, I better pay it forward. Quick, quick thing. Uh, this is actually uh, premiering on Shutter um, on October sixth. So two weeks. Wow. Yeah, that's coming fast. Mm-hmm. I I very nearly bought Shutter like fifty times just to watch a few. This is a horror specific streaming app if you haven't heard of it some sometime i will do a trial period or buy it for yeah. a month and run through a bunch of maybe now's the time to do it it's spooky season after spooky. all um, be a good time we'll have to spooky uh, crisp <laughs> tune in next week we'll, we'll do some research and find out if there's a uh a, a promo going on maybe you can get a free month or something uh, quick I do like thing. Spooky. uh kyle yes uh absolutely coward the courage cowardly dog there were like four episodes that were god awful terrifying um, I don't know which one the one is called, but it's like this woman with like a mask and it was almost like live action esque or like three D in that two D world. Ooh, that's scary. The uh Return the Slob. I think that I think was... that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. That one's creepy as fuck. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a pretty good boogeyman. Abby was afraid of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I, I that's that's justifiable. Uh, that one always scared me. I don't think I've ever actually watched an episode of that, but I did rip off their sound for a sounder. There you go. Why? Why is that one still all uploaded on the board? I I just pulled it up while you were talking. Oh uh, wow! Appreciate you wow, giving me a moment there. That's perfect. Yeah, love that one. Um, well, uh, we're gonna get to our reviews in a, a quick second, so we can get you guys out of here. Um. Uh, let's answer this one though. Mike V wants to know what we're going to be for Halloween. You guys got any ideas yet? No. Um, booby tassel man. Like, I'm going to wear booby tassels. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You should Otherwise, be a booby tassel. Yeah. Just repurpose just the go, pizza hat. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I. Someone asked me this the other day of what I was going to be because I they're always like, oh, you're the Halloween guy, your costumes and stuff. I have no clue. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm dressing up as. I'm trying to think of like pop culture stuff that happened this year that you could dress up as, but I don't know. I, Jared, it's probably, I don't know, you might have missed the boat on this. It may have been better last year. I think you would make it incredible Joe Exotic. I, 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 that I honestly <laughs> think would be top-notch stuff. Well, um, we'll have to, I think you got some a few off, weeks to think based, about it though. Based off puns, I think you should be co-exotic, and you already kind of got yep, a little bit of a stash to. going, so you yep. could you could you just grow it. it out a little bit. I'm always co-exotic, baby. Uh, <laughs> baby. I my costume. We'll see. We'll see if if I decide to like really, you know, do it this year. Uh, I've been growing out the growing out the mini fro a little bit this year. Uh, I, I finally have become able to grow facial hair. I'm, I'm going to make an attempt to uh, shave this thing into a little uh, pencil stash. And if I can get a purple suit, then uh, I would love to go as Prince. Willy Wonka. Uh, yep. Willy Wonka. Yeah. Wow. Great. Exactly. <laughs> Willy Wonka. 
going to uh, I thought you were gonna a bunch s- of kids on Halloween. I thought you were going to say the ladies' man from uh, SNL. Ooh. That, if I if I can't get the purple suit, then I'm going as Tim Meadows. That's mm-hmm. actually a really good idea. I have to work on my... Do you have a lift? Is that his... Uh, he's got a speech. Kind of, yeah. You sort. kind of have something like so, that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, hey, Jared, problem solved. Yep, Kyle, right yet another awesome comment here. Bring back wow. the pickle. That's what that's yeah. what America wants to see. I should the cardboard <laughs> cutout pickle. Legendary costume. That's mm-hmm. a throwback. Kyle's been around the show for a long time. Yeah. That's a that's a episode that's a eighty nine callback. <laughs> yeah, Oof. that is a deep cut. Deepest cut. Wow, I love those deep cuts. Oh, mummy. Um, let's see here. All right. We, uh, we're going to run over. We always do. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up our bathroom reading right there. Sitting on a toilet. Now flush. Hey, shouts out Marley. Uh, super sticker in the chat. Uh, thank really you. Thank that. you. Booyah. Show me the money! <laughs> that one's for you tonight, Marley. Uh, let's take a look at some of the movies and shows that have come out over this last week. Uh, we're going to get into this week's reviews. If I can find the button. Mom, Uh-oh. what do you think? I love it. I hated it. All right. I, I, this happened completely by accident, but I have, I have realized that there's kind of a police theme, uh, going on in our reviews this week. Um, Seth, let's start with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We had a long-running show. I think this was the eighth season series finale. Uh, It showed up this last week on NBC. Of course, the show started on Fox, made the move to NBC a few seasons ago. Andy Andy Samberg and the the crew. This was an interesting season of Nine-Nine for the finale. They took on a lot of kind of the relevant recent uh, social topics around the police. They took on race. They took on police brutality. They took on uh, defund the police and reform um, all in ways that to me, while at times feeling a little like, come on, mm-hmm. uh, in general was pretty effective. And I think, um, uh, I don't know what the word is that I want. Uh, it seemed like they handled it with respect, uh, all of those topics. And in between all of that, I, I laughed as hard as I've laughed in any of the seasons so far. I think this was nice. Uh, capped off by what I think was one of the very good uh, finales. They did a lot to kind of subvert the idea of the finale and and uh, I think left us in a really nice place feeling good uh, throughout the show. So I, I, as a long-running fan, I've been watching the show since the beginning, Seth. I, I really enjoyed the final season. I thought they capped it off well, which is hard to do. Um, do you agree? What do you think of the last season for 9-9? Yeah, I think uh definitely felt rushed. They were doing two episodes a week sure. for not long. Oh, wow. Um, So I, th- I think it was only like a 12-episode season or something. I don't think it was super long. Um, I think the I think basically NBC just wanted to give them an opportunity to, you know, finish it out um, and, you know, maybe make a few statements along the way. Um, with the finale itself, liked it a lot. Um, I think it, they did do a good job. Or they they did an int- they did it interestingly in that they did a ton of callbacks, but in ways that made sense and were funny. Um, and then there's one moment right at the end of the the show that is one of my favorite um, just interactions between like kind of like one of those things where they they take the entire series and like wait till this moment to finally give you 
an, uh, an interaction that you've been waiting for and it was perfect um it was it was absolutely perfect and there was even like some jokes that i was kind of waiting for uh, that they nailed perfectly at the end um so i really really loved the especially the last like 20 minutes 20 minutes of it um and i think with the stuff with the you know the social justice social justice stuff and reform and things like that it allowed the show to give them all an out in one way or another mm -hmm. um, or at least give some of them an out one way or another where it made sense why the show would be ending in that spot which i thought was kind of cool they did a good job of tying everything in and making it sense with the make making it make sense with the show so um yeah i, I enjoyed it I, th I thought they did a really good job and gave us some good surprises and the emotional moments that i think the fans of the show have been waiting for in certain in certain areas yeah yeah, uh, I one hundred and and uh, yeah, I one hundred agrees. Uh, really sad to see this one go. Don't be surprised though if a spinoff shows up from Nine Nine. It would not shock me at all. Um, but who knows? I, I, hard to tell what's going to get greenlit these days. Um, all right, so uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine in its entirety is available on Hulu right now. So you can go check that out. Um, switching gears here, Jared, let's go to you. Uh, this is a release, I believe of today, uh, yeah. out there on Disney plus matching, mashing up star Wars, one of our favorite properties, uh, with the world of anime, uh, which interesting mix. How do you think it landed? Yeah, this is called star Wars visions and literally it's like fresh. It is still piping hot on the Disney plus platform. Ooh. And Cody, like you said, it is star Wars. It is anime boom smashed together um they uh star wars or disney or whoever got a hold of uh i think seven different well-known anime companies so each of these episodes is unique in the in the coloring the animation style the music the score like that was the one thing that really worked for me was each of the unique kind of scores in each of these episodes um, and again, it's kind of bite-sized content where each of these episodes is like 12 minutes. I think the longest one was about 22. So in total, if you want to watch all nine episodes, maybe three hours. It was it was a pretty quick watch. And again, they kind of fly by each, you know, having their own, you know, kind of unique spin. I would say if you want to give it a try, watch episode one and two. I think that that's going to be the two dynamics that you're going to get, uh, you know, from more serious kind of dramatic storytelling to more kind of lighthearted and fun almost childlike um i think that this is the best thing that disney has really done for star wars in a long time um mando season two really worked for myself but there were a handful of episodes here or there or certain things that they did with characters i think that what they did here was we hired you go and make whatever the hell you want because it's not 100% confirmed whether or not this is canon. Um, they do reference certain uh, events that are, you know, big in the movies and whatnot, and they even specify that, like, hey, these episodes take place after episode nine. These ones take place between three and four, but it's kind of dealing with characters that don't, like, you've never seen before. These are completely unique new characters. So... I think that it's almost like this breath of fresh air from not necessarily the fandom because I think the three of us are so removed from that, but it was just so cool. Um, and there are, you know, nine episodes. There are probably three that I'm going to go back and rewatch constantly just because of how cool the quick storyline is. But then, like I said, that music and whatnot. Um, also, like... 
just one anime is crazy over the top again i'm not an anime fan but like a, a an umbrella lightsaber with like 10 lightsabers that spins around like what else do you need <laughs> yeah that's fucking that's all i need uh, mm-hmm. If it's raining, I'm going to chop those goddamn raindrops in half with my uh, lightsaber umbrella. This is exact. We talked a week or two maybe ago on The Outhouse uh, about the MCU getting into some sort of genre-based stuff and really mixing it up within its own world. Uh, this feels like a really good example of that for Star Wars. And I think this is what Disney should be doing with Star Wars. It's it's a sandbox in which to tell new stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and And the more they can give us fresh takes on things from that universe. I think people are going to respond really well to it. TB says he's going to go uh, and check it out tonight. This is on my list as well to watch. And hopefully fans of anime will make their way to Star Wars and fans of Star Wars will make their way to anime. And uh, it sounds like it's a really good example of, of both of those things. So uh, this is available on Disney Plus right now. So if you've got my password, you can go and uh, <laughs> check out Star Wars Visions uh, out there right now. All righty. Uh, Seth, we continue our, our police theme for this evening uh, with a film that is not about police uh, set in Louisiana. I, I, I would be surprised if there's a cop in it at all, um, but it does have blue in the title. So I think if it's a theme. Well, there is a uh, um, correctional <laughs> officers, so uh, mm-hmm. there definitely are some policing right. in this one. Um, Jerry, did you see this one? No, but I, I am aware of the general plot. Okay. Okay, so yeah, Blue Bayou is the name. Um, so yes, the blue theme. Um, so this uh, this stars just and is written and directed and stars Justin Chan. Um, apparently, he was in some Twilight movies. I don't know. I didn't really see those. Um, nice. But uh, essentially, uh, it he is married to Alicia Vikander in this movie. Um, they're essentially nice. it takes place in New Orleans. Um, they uh, they have they have um, they're having a kid, and then he is also essentially become the father of uh, a kid that Alicia Vikander had through a previous relationship. Um, that relationship is kind of funky. Um, there's some not good stuff going on in it, and so uh, this person actually is a cop. So there is a cop in that. <laughs> um, All right, and, look at that. Uh, he. Through some series of events, Justin Chan gets uh, essentially they they find out that he is um, an illegal uh, immigrant through um, kind of a some loopholes, and the loophole is through adoption essentially. Um, and so that that's kind of the the story here with this movie is that there are so many ways, I and mean, obviously like um, with there's some movies recently with immigration and and illegal immigrants and things like that with. Um, like Yellow Rose last year that I really liked a lot. Um, and this one's a little bit different because it sheds a life, a light on um, a way that you don't really think of, which is through things like loopholes and um, just different ways that the government can kind of snake around getting people, you know, out of the country, even though they were probably, you know, they weren't born here, but they were, they came here before they could even be conscious and have, you know, been with families for a long time and all that stuff and essentially still not be legal. Um, and so it's the struggles of that and kind of um, like with Justin Chan in this movie, he's really, really close with the um, daughter that Alicia Vikander has. Um, that's not his biological daughter. Um, and so the the story kind of centers around their relationship and how she um, really views him as his father or his, as her father. But also like she has a biological father and like kind of the struggles between back and forth on that because they know who her father is. And that he's that cop so there's a lot of struggles going on there 
Um, so it's it's pretty it's a pretty emotional movie. Um, but the best part of the movie for sure is um, Justin Chan and the, and the child. Um, her name's Sydney Kowalski. Um, she's really really good uh, in this. Um, there's not as much in it that I like. It seemed early on that was going to be the large chunk of the movie, and I was looking forward to that. And then it kind of strays away from that a little bit for a while, and so that was kind of a bummer. Just because I was really digging um, their their whole thing in this movie, um, but in the end, I, I did enjoy the movie as a whole. Um, it it does shed a light on some things that I had no idea about, and I think that was kind of the that was definitely the point of the movie. Um, and you know, with, with any type of movies like this, they do, th- you know, throw some statistics at you and, and that type of thing at the end. So, um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a, you know, important movie to see in terms of the thing, stuff that's going on right now with, with, um, immigration and all that stuff. So, uh, I would, I'd recommend checking it out if you, if it's in your theater or, um, on a streaming service or something like that soon. Nice. Yeah. I, I think if, when movies like this show uh, the story of someone whose story has not yet been told uh, is when they can really be effective and, and we can kind of see new perspectives. And especially when someone who fits in that demographic is the one making the movie, uh, then I, I'm not surprised uh, that this was effective. So Blue Bayou is out there right now. Uh, and, and Seth, we're going to wrap up our uh, police-themed trilogy. If you're caught up on The Outhouse, uh, then you know we were big time looking forward to the latest from good old Jerry Butts. Yes. Uh, and and Jerry Seth, Butts. you caught it. So what, what did you think? Jerry Butts original. I caught some butts this weekend. Um, and let me tell you, uh, so this movie is called Cop Shop. And I had a fucking blast with this movie. This movie was so much fun. <laughs> yes, Jerry Butts. Um, Jerry Bada Butts boom. is killing it. So essentially the, the premise here. Uh, it stars also Frank Grillo, uh, who is Crossbones in uh, in the Captain America movies. Um, so Frank Grillo, uh, clearly at the beginning of the movie, gets himself arrested and in jail. Uh, something's going on. He just he he bump, purposely bumps into a cop and gets himself into jail. Um, he doesn't really have any identification. Is acting drunk and things like that. So the cops really can't pinpoint who this guy is. Um, at the same time, you also see Jerry Butts lurking in the background, kind of keeping an eye on him, on Frank Grillo. And uh, so he ends up doing the same thing and gets himself arrested. And so these two are in a cop shop in jail. Hmm. Um, uh, essentially, Damn Jerry Butts is hunting down. <laughs> Jerry Butts is hunting down Frank Grillo. Um, and he's a paid for hire uh, mercenary type guy. And that's where this this movie kind of goes uh, crazy. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer uh, for this one, but there's a th- third mercenary that comes in um, that essentially they're all looking for Frank Grillo uh, to try mm-hmm. and try and kill him because there's a hit on him. And so there's a there's a third mercenary that comes in who is hilarious. He's like an older guy, and he is very. Um, He's like he's not you know overpowering anyone, but he's very skilled and like deceptive because he looks like a kind old guy, um, and he's very just like like very Midwestern and South Dakota like type of talking. He's just like oh there you are, and like kind of you know just shoots a guy like oh oh look Whoa. at that hole in your head like stuff like that. So it's got this this movie has like a really weird and fun tone to it. Um, there's a ton mm-hmm. of jokes actually throughout it, um, but these these mercenaries are like still pretty ruthless and fun to. The, to watch do their thing in this one um it lot, there's a there's a pretty fair amount of action and like gore and guns and things like that um 
but at the same time they spend a lot a lot of the movie uh kind of like in a little bit in a bit of a way setting up the world but then also just like giving you some twists and turns and setting you up for some stuff that's happening later on so there's actually some interesting plot going on here and like some some callbacks to things throughout the movie where you're like oh yeah i remember they kind of set that up and then it comes back around so it's a fun like Hmm. action i wouldn't say like thriller because it's never really like super intense because it does kind of have a funny tone to it um but it definitely has like some mystery elements involved and some um just some general like just not i don't want to say like detective stuff but uh you know again you just if you pay attention you'll be able to like kind of point things out um there's also obviously like some cops involved here and the the main um cop uh alexis louder is the actress uh she is she's great in this too um she's very much like the she shouldn't be in this police station that takes place outside of vegas um it's like a smaller precinct outside of vegas um so and she's like excellent shot star person there mm-hmm. clearly shouldn't be at this lower cop shop and so she is you know mostly for the most part the antagonist or, or uh, protagonist in this one and she uh she's pretty great as kind of like the the straight man or straight woman to their this weird world that's going on so i would 100 percent recommend this movie if it's oh, in the theater yes. go check it out um, if it once it gets on VOD, and if you can't see it in the theater, check it out. Uh, it's directed by Joe Carnahan, who's kind of hit or miss on movies, but he does hit on this one. So I had a great time with this. Uh, definitely, definitely check this out. Man, you uh, you definitely have me sold. For some reason in my brain, this sounds very similar to Wrath of Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I think this is a little bit more like cheesy uh, okay. than than Wrath of Man. Sweet. But, um, but not like super cheesy. Like it, it takes itself seriously, but also like it's funny. Like there's funny moments. Mm-hmm. Um, like the world itself is taken seriously, but the characters are a little out there, um, and the jokes are kind of like meant to like oh, not be punny, but a little bit just like ham, like ham fisted a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This I I haven't even seen this. I know I'm gonna love it. Uh, you just you just helped me plan my weekend, Seth. Uh, drink <laughs> ten beers. And go watch Cop yeah. Shop at the theater. Cannot wait for this. <laughs> That's wow, a fun one. I love it. Uh, lots of good stuff. So you can check out uh, Cop Shop and Blue Bayou in theaters now. Brooklyn Nine Nine has wrapped up and is on Hulu. And Star Wars Visions is out there on Disney Plus. So you can check out those things are all available now. And we're gonna wrap up our reviews right there. Mom, what do you think? I love it. <laughs> All right, before we uh, start thinking about wrapping things up here, uh, Jared, it's a light movie weekend, um, but I want you to run the folks down what's coming out uh, in a few days here. That just happened. That's not the right one. This is. <laughs> there we go. I was like, what is that one? That's a new funky. <laughs> um, this weekend coming soon to the movie theaters. It's a pretty light weekend, so I, I would say go check out Cop Shop. Um, aside from that, though, there is uh, Dear Evan Hansen, who, or what is, I guess, uh, a popular, or it was a well-known musical on, I'm assuming, Broadway, that they are now bringing to the main big oh. screen, um, where a 32-year-old is going to high school. <laughs> I have I not it. seen the movie. I don't know if, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, I, I don't know, um, 
might check it out. I guess if if any of that jumps out at you, check it out. It has what is it? Ben Platt is that his name? Mm-hmm. Ben Platt, who Broadway ben. loves and and people love this musical. This movie is getting tanked on the reviews. So I don't know. I know uh, Abby, who's out there in the chat, was was looking forward to this one, and so was I. We'll see. I I don't know, but uh, early indications are not that this is awesome. Um. Um, but I am excited that 32-year-olds are playing high schoolers because that still leaves room for me to start an acting career. So uh, I'm in favor. And this also has, um, in, in case you were wondering why I chose Arrival earlier, Amy Adams is in this one as well. So uh, Good yeah. call. Caitlin Deaver uh, as well from Booksmart. Yeah. Good call. Um, also, yes. just one, this this not movie-wise, but uh, streaming, uh, if you like horror and whatnot, uh there's a there's a series on Netflix dropping this Friday called um, Midnight Mass, I believe. Uh, hmm. I don't remember. It's the same dude that did Doctor Sleep. I can't think of what his name. Mike is. Flanagan. There we go. Thank you. Um, so if you want some spooky vibes, check that out this weekend. I have not seen it, um, but I might try to tune in for it. Nice. And I think I will just be. I think I will be going to see. They're playing uh, Eyes of Tammy Faye here, so I think I'll be going oh, to that nice. sometime in the next week. So I should be nice. able to review that next week. Nice. Yeah, keep an eye out for Eyes of Tammy Faye, um, Midnight Mass, and Dear Evan Hansen coming out this weekend. We'll review some of that next week. It's coming right for us! All right. Uh, Mike, I'm standing because I just got a new standing desk, and I was sitting all day, so I thought I'd stand for the show. Um, yeah, I, that's it. Pretty boring answer. <laughs> <laughs> you should have said you're right, training folks. for a hour long set. I should have. Yeah. <laughs> and it's I got to tell you, I am falling apart. I don't think my body's ready for an hour long set. So uh, let's get this thing wrapped up and, and get you fine folks back to your evenings here. Uh, before we go, though, you know, we got to leave you with one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. I my one more thing. Um it's not really movie related. I guess I, here's what I will say. I am very much looking forward. I'm glad that Seth has given me uh, the bright idea to uh, really just kind of cut it loose and go check out Cop Shop and, and turn the turn the old noggin off for a little bit. I, I, I'm I feeling pretty burnt out uh, today, especially. I had a really long day. I had to do a lot of stuff. And uh, it's really fun to get to cap my day off uh, with all of you fine folks and have some laughs and talk movies. Um, I, what I would say is two things. One listen to your body. Uh, my body's been telling me I need a break for about two weeks. And, uh, today was the day I was like, you know what? I definitely fucking do. Cause I am exhausted. Um, and so, uh, you know, listen to your body, take your breaks. And when you take them, do something fun like that, just that you can really, really enjoy. Uh, I'm going to do it with, uh, with cop shop over the next few days. And so, um, you know, uh, take a break and treat yourself every now and then we work hard. Everybody uh, out there does. So, um, you know, take a second to, uh, you know, get a movie ticket and go watch Jerry Butts shoot some guys for two hours and <laughs> chill out a little bit. Man, that is some uh, that is some good advice, sir. Everyone here on the podcast and in the chat should definitely uh, take that advice. Um, I won't. <laughs> um, my one more thing is, and a few people have kind of said it in the in the chat about Cry Macho or whatever. Um, a funny story around Cry Macho is I was going to watch it, went on vacation, did not watch it. But my parents really love Clint Eastwood. So I get back from my flight on Monday night, and there's a video that was sent to me from my parents or my mom. 
and they did the most cute, adorable review saying, because they knew I couldn't go. So they're like, welcome back to J-Box Studios. We're talking about <laughs> Cry Macho. And it was just so endearing, I would say, but also they even like put a sketch in. They, they moved over from where my mom was talking to my dad sitting in a chair with a hat and like a cigar. And he's like, <laughs> hey, the old man still got it or something. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so what they, it awesome. was again, it was so endearing because also like they're not reviewers. So like you can see them trying to put it together. <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was great. Uh, I think Jill just, Jill just popped in and said it was the best video ever or something like that. Yeah, it was the best uh -huh. video I've ever seen. <laughs> Amazing. I, uh, Jared, name your price. I, I will make you a rich man in exchange for this video. I America <laughs> needs to see. But it's good to know creativity in the video making and the movie reviewing and the comedy. The, it That's runs in the awesome. Buck and Doll family, apparently. I Apple guess, and the tree. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. so funny. Oh, boy. Um, well, my one more thing is first, I already know, uh, I got a new computer set up here right now, thanks to Cody, and I appreciate the laptop and all the setup uh, he, he uh, donated to my cause, but I know my internet has been awful this show, so I apologize for that. <laughs> um, I've been uh, on Wi-Fi, which I normally am not, so I think very soon, I think by the next show, I should be able to be hardwired in and be all set back up, so thanks for bearing with me on that one. Um, and then um, this weekend, speaking of Mike in the chat, I'll be seeing him going up to O-Line to compete in a bags tournament. So, Ooh, uh, and, oh, and yeah. see Mike for this uh, event that he's putting on. He's doing a great thing, uh, helping out with the United Way and, and uh, helping run the event. So shout out to Mike for working hard and uh, doing stuff for a good cause. And I'll come drink beer and play bags. Nice. Man, I love that. I love that. Enjoy that. Enjoy the cornhole. Uh, shouts out Mike V, making the world a little better this weekend, helping out the United Way. Um, we've got, what do we got? We got new computers. We got charity events. We got, uh, 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 we got Jared's parents making their uh, video debut. I'm sure they're gonna have 2 million followers on TikTok by tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and take a break folks, have some laughs and, uh, relax when your body needs it. Uh, that'll wrap up our one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. Well, big shout out. Thank you, uh, especially to those who joined us live in the chat tonight. Uh, a lot of fun, as always, to get to interact right with y'all. Uh, and, and we do this every month. So if you were joining for the first time, uh, you know, come back, uh, you know, head out to the website, sociallyconstipatedpod.com and join the mailing list, become an anchor wanker, follow everything Wanka. that we are putting out. Uh, the mailing list is key, especially tonight because we've got two winners uh, and they were playing a game nobody else knew to play because nobody else was on the mailing list. So Abby and Mike are going home with prizes and I'm not even going to tell you guys why. Uh, you're going to have to join the mailing list if you want in on future secret giveaways um, or you can just uh, reach out to Mike and Abby and, and ask them what the, what the game was. So uh, shout out to you two. Appreciate y'all being on the mailing list. Both of you anchor wankers as well. So Wanka. really appreciate the support. Uh, and to all of our wankers out there and everyone uh, either live with us or listening to the replay later, uh, we appreciate uh, that you support the show. 
we're going to wrap things up there. Uh, the recording for this will be out Friday, and then we'll be back with Socially Constipated on Monday. Uh, and then hopefully we'll be back on schedule as well. For the live folks tonight, if you're waiting on the football show, uh, we'll get that up tomorrow uh, so you can get ready for the Thursday night game. But for now, uh, we're going to wrap things up right there. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, for Jared Buckendall and Seth Ott, I've been Cody Michael. We'll see you next time. Bye.